Welcome to the Man Up Podcast. I'm Winston Wolf. I solve problems. A spiritual oasis for men. We're not pastors, just regular guys. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. So, for the uncommon man, created by equally uncommon men, this is Man Up. all the time and, and well hey welcome everybody this is man up man up podcast number 83 and we're glad you are here where is here grab a globe spin it around with a little bit of luck you'll get the largest state in the continental u.s and that is texas southeast side is houston southwest side of houston is sugarland we're in sugarland baptist church this is man up spiritual oasis for men we're not pastors, we're just regular guys. And this is the No Church Answers Tour, and we're glad you tuned in. You can find us on iTunes, also on SoundCloud. We have a Facebook page at Man-Up. And so if you have any questions, you can go ahead and post it, and we'll go ahead and we will uh, muddy the water the best we can when we're here. <clears throat> this is the kind of discussion that you can't have anywhere else and tonight this is one of my favorite ones this favorite lesson and this is on spiritual gifts and if this is your first time listening what we do is this we have a man up spiritual oasis for men a men's only adult bible fellowship here at Sugarland baptist church on sundays and then what we do is we go over a lesson and on wednesday nights uh we get some of the guys that have been here, and maybe not only in this class, but in other classes, and then they talk about some of the high points of that lesson and, and apply it in a man sort of way. So <clears throat> that's what we do here. And so we want to welcome you here. We're in the uh, Connect 360 Correction and Council, and the panel that we have assembled tonight is the professor, he's a world-class trainer, He's Mr. Robert Koshu, and he's back for more punishment. Or actually, he'll punish us. And we have a policy writer. He's also a professional gambler. Great guy. Mr. Steve Titch is back. And we have the judge. He is an attorney. He's also a prosecutor, so he could defend you or throw the book at you. Just depends on how he feels. And that's Mr. Michael Cropper. My name is Bill Cox. I am just an MC kind of a sales type, and I'm a writer and director uh, as well. We're missing uh, Kyle Trahan, who's a normal panelist. Um, he, uh, he apparently did how, um, yard work today and uh, couldn't man up and come to <laughs> class. So I, I know he's going to listen to this, so I just want to bust his chops just a little bit, you know. <laughs> Go out and get the Bengay, Kyle. <laughs> right. And, uh, and with that... We, we did a lesson last week, and it was permissible or beneficial. And I want to just uh, go back to Michael Cropper and let him kind of uh, finish up a couple of points on, that was uh, podcast number 82, and uh, I'll turn it over to Michael. Thank you, Bill. Hey, one thing, folks, we, I don't think we ever mentioned prayer requests to you, but I want you to keep Bill in your prayer. Prayers. I believe he may have a hip replacement tomorrow, and and we again we don't normally ask for that, but uh, uh, keep him in mind. He's uh, he's the one that I think the mastermind and Robert and maybe Steve started this podcast what a year and a half to two years ago. And uh, folks, we're grateful to be here. 
It yep. is really a pleasure. It's uh, caused me to grow a lot, and I am really, really glad to be here. And so please keep him in your prayer. Uh, when you hear this, if it's if it's if it's operation has already taken place, and keep him in your prayers for healing, a quick relief, quick healing. Now, last week, folks, if you joined us, if you didn't join us, please go back and listen to the discussion. Last week we looked at First Corinthians eight, and uh, in this, in First Corinthians eight. Paul is addressing answers to the Christians who Corinthians who have asked him whether or not you can eat meat which has been offered to idols. Okay? And uh, Paul, Paul, the question here is, can you eat meat, first of all, that's offered to idols? And Paul then addresses it and said, well, it depends where are you eating the meat? From where are you buying the meat? Uh, with whom are you eating it? And does it offend your brother? And that was the most important thing that Paul got into. And, and that was to keep in mind uh, how old your brother is and whether or not he might be offended by your eating the meat and whether or not um, it's reasonable to look at it from that point. And tonight I was looking at some scriptures in preparation for this, this podcast and I came across just a few uh, scriptures in Timothy and again, the podcast tonight is on the spiritual gifts, which is just a great, great area of discussion. But uh, Timothy addressed uh, in a few scriptures what Paul, what we had talked about last week. And uh, I, I asked Bill if we could, if I could share the scriptures just for a moment before we go into the new lesson. And in 1 Timothy 4, he says, Now the Spirit expressly says that the latter times some will depart from the faith. Some will give heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. They will speak lies and hypocrisy, having their own conscience seared with a hot iron. And, and, and again, these are people who say, in order to follow Christ, you've got to follow me. We sometimes call them cults, uh, and, and we've seen groups of these go off in a, in a tangent, saying that they're special and they can lead you to Christ. And he says, they will speak lies and hypocrisy, have their own conscience seared with a hot iron. They will forbid, forbid you to marry. They will tell you that you have to abstain from certain foods. But remember this. God created those foods to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and know the truth. For every creature of God is good and nothing is to be refused if it is given or received with thanksgiving. And the point I want to make here is, is he's telling not the new Christians to watch out. He's telling us Christians to be aware of people who tell you that you can't do certain things today and in order to do and follow Christ you've got to abstain from certain things that God created and gave to you for your for your own benefit. That's all I want to say. Excellent. Thank you very much. Excellent. That, that was a great summary of last mm -hmm. week. It, it was. was. Yeah, it was pretty it, good. You kind of cut to the chase after we bounced around it forever and muddied the water even more. <laughs> well, that, well, that's what it's about, though, because here's the thing. Everybody out there has different in interpretations, and we're all coming yeah. at this right. that, uh, this path of faith, this spirituality, from all different locations and points of view and all different types of heritages. You know, yes. and customs. So, and, and that and goes right this, along with it. With the TV today, you can listen to whoever you want to listen to teach on the what we call the Word of God, right? Right. And and you can see anything you want. You just have to be careful who you listen to and see if it fits the Word of God as as we read it. Right. Thank you, Bill. Good point. And now we're moving on to uh, 
Lesson five, which is gifted for the common good. And I really like this lesson, and I'm going to uh, go around and get the, uh, get the fellow's summary on it. Because I believe this is really the heartbeat uh, of what makes the church vibrant. And that is the, the ability and the willingness to embrace people of all different gifts. So, And with that, uh, Professor. Yeah, this is... Man, we've talked about this topic so much on the podcast and even all the way back to Life at Work where we talked about gifts versus talents right? and gifts versus calling and all of that. So I found it interesting that here we are again with it and it really goes to show how Scripture can be talked about in different perspectives from so many different ways because we've talked about it we talked about it in Life at Work as far as spiritual gifts versus talents that you have and how you develop those. Yeah. We've talked about it at least on one other occasion where we were talking about how we're called to use our gifts to serve the body. And here we are where Paul is going to talk about how to use the gifts, but also how not to use the gifts. And so it's really, to me, it's... it's it's a really good look at how we can look at scriptures at different times. And as you like to say, Bill, the story is slightly different depending on where we are in our phase of life and where we are on our path of life. And so this just gives us an opportunity to look at this, something we've talked about many times over, but from a different perspective. Excellent. Steve? Everyone is important. Everyone has a contribution to make, and uh, some some parts may be more visible than others, but no one's not important. And I think that was both his counsel and his bit of a chiding of the church, uh, of those who perhaps thought their role was more important than someone else's. But someone's got to cook the food, someone's got to clean up the clean up the kitchen afterwards. Uh, some, certainly somebody's got to preach and interpret, um, but somebody's also got to make sure uh, the door's the, the unlocked. Door is unlocked. There yeah, you are. Absolutely. And, and so, and we get that. And, and this is, I think, certainly what he's, what he's trying to communicate to the Corinthian church. Uh, also, um, looking at this broadly, and I really like this, this whole study and, and, and because you can look at the whole letter of Corinthians. Really, what, we've, what we have up to now, up to where we're going to start now, is a little bit of a shift in, in where Paul's going. The first 11 chapters, like the title says, was correction. And he is re- he's, he's really worried about the church. In fact, if you look at it, you, you see he's really worried about divisions. The, the word division comes up several times. He, there, there's evidently... Not just, there's arguments and possibly divisiveness in the church about, well, we've talked about, you know, who do you eat with? Uh, what about marriage? What about sexual immorality? What about... Uh, who do you call out? Who do you call out? Who's, who do you don't? All, all of that. And it's clear if you look at it, the church at Corinth is, is, is having arguments about this. And you go back to chapter 3 where he talks about... 
uh, the immaturity, and, and early also, also, it's a section we didn't cover, but I think it's back there in chapter 3. His frustration comes out where he, he talks about, he's hoping to visit the church again soon, and I'll, I'll yank it out when somebody's talking, but he says, now I don't know whether to come with love or to come snapping a whip with you guys. And that's in right in there. That's, so he does his correction. Now he's going to talk about uh, trying to heal these divisions. And, and these next three weeks, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. And he starts with spiritual gifts. He starts with the idea that no one is any more or less important than the other. Right, right. Excellent. <clears throat> Judge. Um, I can't say much more than what Steve and Robert have said other than to say that we cannot all be the pastors in our church, right? And we certainly do, like you, Bill, like you said, Bill, someone has to open and close the doors. And, and when we get through reading this, Paul will emphasize that the lesser persons or the people who appear to be doing the less are really as important, if not more important, than the ones who are in the spotlight. So I, I like this passage. <coughs> that is, the snapping whip, the whip comes that's in chapter 4, 1 Corinthians 4, 21. What do, what do you, when I come to see, what do you prefer? Shall I come to you with a whip or in love and with a gentle spirit? Right. <laughs> you know, and one thing about this, and this is from the man's perspective, and the whole idea for me about religion and faith is to have those spiritual moments. And there's times when, and I've talked about this before, when I feel like my life is going right along and by worshiping and praying and filling myself, I'm building up my spiritual credits. Well, with the surgery looming and the anxiety that I have, I'm spending those spiritual credits. And I feel it. I feel it now that I've been building up this faith bridge. I'm about ready to roll over it, and I need it to be strong. And that's one thing great about this podcast and the spiritual gifts lesson coming up at this time. Because at this point in my life, just going in the building like I walked into tonight, most of the stuff is canceled because we've already had our holiday program, our Christmas program, and so it's quieter. But I really felt the Spirit come on me in this quiet-type moment because I'm accepting God, and I'm accepting Him in this moment. So, And with that, I'm going to go ahead and uh, read the Scripture. We're in 1 Corinthians, this is 12, 4 through 31. Now there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are varieties of ministries and the same Lord. There are varieties of effects, but the same God who works all things in all persons. But to each one is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, and to another the word of knowledge according to the same Spirit. To another faith by the same Spirit, and to another gifts of healing by the one Spirit, and to another the effecting of miracles, and to another prophecy, and to another the distinguishing of spirits, to another various kinds of tongues, and to another the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to the each one individually just as he wills. 
For even as the body is one and yet has many members, and all the members of the body, though they are many, are one body, so also in, is Christ. For by one Spirit we are all baptized into one body, whether Jew or Jews or Greek, whether slaves or free, we were all made to drink of one Spirit. For the body is not one member but many. If the foot says, because I am not a hand, I am not a part of the body, it is not for this reason any the less a part of the body. If the ear says, because I am not an eye, I am not a part of the body, it is not for this reason any the less a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing be? If the whole were hearing, where would the sense of smell be? But now God has placed the members, each one of them, in the body just as he desired. If there were all one member, where would the body be? But now there are many members, but one body. And the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you. Or again, the head to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, it is much truer that the members of the body, which seem to be weaker, are necessary. And those members of the body, which we deem less honorable, on these we bestow more abundant honor, and our less presentable members become much more presentable, whereas our more presentable members have no need of it. But God has so composed the body, giving more abundant honor to that member which lacked, so that there may be no division in the body, but that the members may have the same care for one another. And if one member suffers, all the members suffers with it. Thank you, Bill. <laughs> Thank you. Sorry, sorry, honey, I'm working. <laughs> and so that there may be no division in the body, but that the members may have the same care for one another. And if one member suffers, all the members suffers with it. If one member is honored, all the members rejoice with it. Now you are Christ's body and individually members of it. And God has appointed in the church first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then miracles, then gifts of healing, help, administration, various kind of tongues. All are not apostles, are they? All are not prophets, are they? All are not teachers, are they? All are not workers of miracles, are they? All do not have gifts of healing, do they? All do not speak with tongues, do they? All do not interpret, do they? But earnestly desire the greater gifts, and I show you a still more excellent way. You know, I struggled. Uh, I struggled with with verses uh, twenty three through twenty five. Um, how could the less honorable or the, the the less important members of parts of the body actually be more honorable? But in God's plan, He made it that way. I, 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 as you were reading this, I remember Jesus made it a point the Last Supper to wash the feet of the apostles. And he right. told him, you cannot be great in the kingdom of God unless you are a servant. And, and I go back, when, when I hear this, I, I, I can't help but go back. I was looking up to confirm something. Uh, when I was in U of H, University of Houston in college, we had a visiting professor come in, Douglas Adams. He was a theological professor at the Graduate Theological Union at the Pacific School of Religion. And he actually came in and taught a class on humor in the Bible. And me being the weird geek that I am, I signed up for it. And he actually had a little play that he wrote that I actually have a copy of 
of this body, not one member, hand can't say to a hand. And, it, and it's really, you have to think about from the point, the hand can't come up and say, I don't need my hand. You know, that, or the hand can't say to the body, well, I don't need you. <laughs> you know? We're all interconnected. Yeah, it, it, and the body of Christ is so valuable and interconnected enough that I, I know something the three of you guys, I got a text today from Katie Massad, our youth minister. We're having Disciple Now in February. She's looking for a driver. <laughs> and I know none of y'all want to do it. <laughs> Me, I'm kind of like, I'm all over that. Yeah, Driving around right. teenagers for the entire weekend <laughs> and that crazy with it, that is just my thing. But, but, it, but it's necessary because we have roughly 100 students every Sunday upstairs and we're going to have 100 to 150 at Disciple Now where they stay in houses. So we have to have, on average, we have anywhere from 10 to 15 people driving vans all over the city of Sugarland, Southwest Houston area for the entire weekend because they stay in homes. And we do that. So you have to have people do that. You have to have build your part of the tech crew. You have to have people running that tech stuff or it's just not for a church our size. You can't have it without having the tech piece. You know, Stephen, you teach Sunday school. You teach another adult Sunday school class. You have to have people that will go and teach the adult Sunday school class. You have to have people like Melissa and uh, David, not David, Jason Moore. They're actually hosting the college kids at their house next Friday night for a, for a Christmas party. Okay, anybody else want to turn their kid house over to a bunch of college kids who right, are coming right. home well, starving for spring break? Any, yes, <laughs> I mean, I couldn't do it. We have facilitators. Yeah, we have. I you know I don't worry about our group's Christmas party. Somebody else does that. Somebody else does that. I, right. know, all I got to do is is and and somebody makes sure when I from the time to time when I use it the AV equipment is working. I don't have to worry about that. That's important. Right. And but you know if it's, it's if it's not there or if I if I've done spent you know an hour or two putting together something I want to make a video, do a show a video on, and it's suddenly not working, that, well, that obviously was an important element that, that, that right. got lost. Uh, so, yeah, if everybody's, no matter where you are in the church, if that you're there, and that you're doing, you know, doing something to forward that mission, even if it's not directly involved in that mission, if it's a support role, and you know all about that being in the military. <laughs> you're right. you're just as it. You're, it's you're just on the. As it's important. a team. It's a team um, thing. Well, it's it's well, a team thing, but it it's a it's a reality of a spiritual of a spiritual thing that we're not going to ever move the needle for Christ without all of us working together. We can't do it all. And it's and, and a lot of it, I think, and taking it out of the church and into the world is this: seeing the value in everybody that you come into contact with. I was a DJ for many years, and I did high-end hotels and stuff. And what a lot of people don't understand: talent, bands, acts, whatever. They always have to. They can't go through the front door. They have to go through the kitchen in order to get to the stage. They always have to come in the back ways because they're not built 
for that kind of stuff, unless it's a huge arena that has its own dressing rooms. Your basic hotel doesn't. And so me rolling my equipment through the hotels, the same ones, I got to know the staff over and over again. And I'd be out doing my show. They'd be giving me coffee, bringing me water, making my life absolutely enjoyable because I noticed them because I valued them. And when you take what Paul is saying, understand this, no man is an island. And if you help the other people that are on your island, it will make life better. Yeah, and, and well, and but it's, it's also recognizing that we need everybody on the island to chip in to do their part. And, and I think that's something with... Right a lot of churches that a lot of people struggle with, like in companies. And I, I love the Star Trek meme that went around a while back about how I work at this really cool job where if you do your job really well, you get to do other people's work too. <laughs> right, right, yeah. <laughs> you know, the, and the old, the old adage of the person that does the best tends to get all the assignments done mm-hmm, at them because right. somebody knows what they'll get it taken care of. In, the, in every church, 10% of the people do 90% of the work. Right. But that's that's also not I mean you what you're what you're saying is is in many ways true but that's not a well-run church when that is happening. Because Agreed. because yes there are certainly people who bring that energy. That energy that energy may go a year, it may go two years. You keep throwing throwing tasks at that person five let's say five, maybe Four or five years down, they're just going to get tired. Um, and that, and actually, that brings us around to something I wanted to talk about. That's a man, that's a management gift. And yes. we talked about it gift a lot. Gift of how, and, and, and going right to your meme that you're saying. Yeah. It's bad. It's a bad manager who spots the most productive worker and start basically basically makes you know throws all the responsibility on them. And and that's that's a recipe. And again, and that that you'll see that work for a couple of years. Rob, you're a great superstar. Well, why did Robert leave after three years? <laughs> I, I can answer that question. And he didn't even, I left that he did, I know, yeah, but he didn't even take a job in the field. He went. He went to go on sabbatical. Right. The guy. The guy. The guy was here twenty four seven. I never thought he'd want to go off and do nothing. Right. right, right. How many times have you heard a boss say, "Well, you know"? Right. <laughs> yeah. No. I, I, he <laughs> loved this job. He loved this job. Right. Well, <clears throat> we are up to a hard break. This is Man Up, Man Up Podcast. We will be right back. You are listening to the Man Up Podcast, spiritual oasis for men. Just like any muscle, we feel the faith muscle must be exercised. And here, we do it real authentic, the Man Up way. Not pastors, just regular guys, each on a unique spiritual journey. Thanks for joining us. Deep questions and discussions you won't hear anywhere else, especially in today's climate. Missed an episode? They are archived. Free for you to select on SoundCloud. 
We come to you from the Man Up Studios at Sugarland Baptist Church, Sugarland, Houston, Texas, in the United States. Have a question or comment, or want to book a speaker or group and have Man Up come to you? Contact us on our Facebook page, Gigmasters, or WMA Cox at Comcast.net. And now, back to fellows of Man Up. And welcome back. This is Man Up. Man Up podcast number 83, the spiritual oasis for men. We're in Connect 360, correction and counsel. And we are in the lesson number five is gifted for the common good about spiritual gifts. And going to go ahead and uh, go back to the professor. Yeah, I, I wanted to throw a real quick shout out. Follow us on SoundCloud, iTunes. Facebook, as Bill mentioned, we are also on Twitter. And I want to give a shout out to Edward J. Dale, who followed us this evening on Twitter. So, oh, very nice. New, new Twitter followers. Well, so. While you're at that, do you mind just plugging a little bit Disciple Now? Absolutely. Since you brought it up. <laughs> Absolutely. And also, and uh, Disciple are- Now is February 1st through 3rd at our church. Our teenagers are, they basically go and stay in houses. And okay. the actual theme is escaping me. I will have to look that up. I've seen it published a few times, but it is, they stay in houses by age group and gender. Can and other people come They will go, other other teenagers or more. Matter of fact, I would encourage it to great introduction to our church, great introduction, introduction to our youth group. Um, we'll do, we will have a lot of fun. They will get no sleep. Um, they eat very well, I can tell you that. <laughs> and they actually, and they'll actually go do a couple of service projects. Oh, right, and they typically have a band here at the church. Yeah, and the right. band I, I last kinda, year I think was so loud they broke our clock in the sound booth. <laughs> the bass was just <laughs> killing it, and all of a sudden, we, we I mean, you, you, when you're up there, you're working cameras, you're doing soundboard, you're doing blah, 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 blah. And I'll look up, all of a sudden, it's just shaking, and then just bang, just, just fell, down. The, fell, fell down. down. Fell down. So, a rock and good time by the youth. So oh, Thank you. Thank you. <clears throat> but, you know, the thing about it is with spiritual gifts, uh, one thing I'd like to uh, commend the Baptists on, that was one of the first things uh, when I started going to a Baptist church that we took a test on was finding out your spiritual gifts. And I'm a natural, I'm high in encouragement and leadership, and I'm low in mercy, which means that I will lead you and talk you into something, but if you fail, I have no mercy on you. you know, <laughs> I was going to ask you. Ask that's, what, that's what my wife said. That's right, his son. And his yeah. son as well, right? Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, my, my, my son is high in mercy. So, but... Uh, but that's always been something that's really good. And I think, though, as a person matures, they get the appreciation for all the components that it takes to operate a church or a business or even a, or even a, a family. Whereas when you're young, it's like you're striving so hard that you don't smell the roses. You don't take the time to appreciate everything it takes. For like an organization like Disciple Now. I mean, Robert's talking about that with all those kids and the liability and taking care of them and structure. It is a big undertaking. And, And think about that. When I was a teenager... Not that I went to anything as nice as our disciple now, but the stuff that I did do, 
I didn't really appreciate what gifts other people were sharing on my behalf so I could have that moment. And I think spiritually, when you think about that, people are giving of themselves so you have that moment. I think it I I I think it's one of the things I think Paul is also admonishing us to here is to recognize and, and I think this is a lot of those you know don't throw one gift over don't think that Pastor Taylor is all that because he can preach and by the way our our pastor is awesome we listen to him while we were driving back from Fredericksburg on Facebook yes, Live. Right. And, you know, it was more music than him this week. But, right. you know, it, still, we have an amazing, amazing pastor who can yeah. really preach. But don't put him on a pedestal above the guy that was downstairs this morning or this evening when we walked in, moving the tables around and sweeping the floors. Right. That no, it that, takes no, that's correct. all then, of us to really make this work as we as we move forward you're talking about two different thing, areas here which is fantastic we, we have to break those apart people because the the uh, Paul talks number one about the gifts of gifts of spirit and those he mentions gift the word of wisdom the word of knowledge faith and faith in serving Christ the gift of healing effective of miracles affecting of miracles prophecies discerning spirits speaking in tongues, and interpretation of tongues. And uh, the, the writer for our book mentioned some things about that before I go any further on that. He also uh, he, he identifies areas of administration, which we're kind of all mixing all this together. Area, areas of administration include, he identifies, he says the number one things or the important parts that I want to present to you are, number one, apostles, then prophets, and in uh, Ephesians, he says evangelists and pastors. Then he goes back to teachers, miracles, healings, those people who are able to get helps, administrations, which we just talked about, the person doing what might appear to be low work or uh, not honorable work or less, less honorable work, and then tongues and interpretation of tongues. And then... And then we have kind of mixed those all together. And the important thing, again, we're saying here, folks, is, is don't put these on a pedestal. Paul says the way the order of things happen, these are the order. Apostles, prophets, teachers, miracles. But don't put your gifts ahead of the others. And the reason he's instructing the Corinthians because, again, some of the Corinthians were bragging about their gifts and placing themselves above others who were doing less or more menial tasks. And we want to emphasize to you that the, the scripture here really says, do not, do not be proud of a particular area that you are in because God can take you out of it. Although he doesn't say that, but <laughs> that he can take you away from something which he's gifted to you um, very strongly and very quickly. Steve? One uh, of the, one of the things I've, I've come to take away from this section is that you also can't be all things to everything. And, and that is something I've, in many ways, it, it was my own personality and I had to come to terms with it, but the, I, I, am, not, I am not a small, term, small talk person. 
I, I am not the type of person who could do a visitation with someone who I barely knew. I just, I just can't. I mean, I, I could feel bad for them. I could feel, I could, I could pray for them. I could, I could talk to Marjorie. I could not spend an hour with someone because it's just not some, not in my strong suit. I'm not, and that much of an extrovert. I'm more of an introvert. Um, and so, one thing I've learned is that. So, someone once told me, unfortunately, that if you can't sit down and do that, you're not a good Christian. And maybe I should pray for that ability. I'm a good teacher. I'm a good writer. I've used those in service of the church and the yes. Lord. Yes. Um, those, those are those what I do. Um, those are my gifts. Somebody else is really good at That's visiting... Someone else is very good at small talk, can make a person feel at ease, you know, all, all, those, those, all those good conversational skills. That character traits do not decide whether you're a good Christian or not. It's how you use the traits you have, and, and it goes back to this whole lesson is, you know, are you putting in the service of the Lord? Uh, so that's, the, that's you, you, shouldn't, you shouldn't be expected to do everything. Your, your, the, 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 the best thing to do is to try to find your role, certainly try out different things, but don't try to do something in the church that you're uncomfortable doing anywhere else, unless you're actually, your, your aim is, is to personally develop yourself in that area. But, but don't take a task on. In, in, if, you're, if, you, if you don't know which end of a camera is up, do not join the tech team until you do. That, that kind of thing. Or else you'll be frustrated and, and you will not have a good faith experience. And, and I mean, I'm, not, I'm, not, not, I'm not trying to be negative here. I'm saying this is do not feel bad that you can't do anything. Find the find everything. Find the skills you do and 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 do those well, and you'll get great fulfillment out of that. Well, and and I know that that is something, and it's interesting you talk about because I remember late eighties, early nineties, there was a big spiritual gifts movement going, and the Baptist Church was trying to stay as far away from it as we could <laughs> at that point. So it's interesting you talked about. One of the first things you did coming here really? was to, well, because there's that whole tongues and interpretation. Uh, right, thing right, right. There. And I remember being told, like you, Steve, well, you, you don't speak in tongues, you're not baptized in the Holy Spirit. I'm oh, absolutely. Like, <laughs> Mike's heard that before. <laughs> but, but, but it's interesting because, because that was something I know a good friend of mine whose father was a pastor in she, her and I had a really long talk about this, and she told me that her dad literally made himself sick over fretting that he didn't have that spiritual gift because he felt like he should have it. And I always view it as, okay, so there's the fruit of the Spirit, love, mm -hmm. joy, peace, kindness, etc., mm -hmm. that we should have all of those, but the gifts are very specific to your individual and Sometimes those gifts match your personality or your grown talents. And we talked about it. If you have them, it's up to you to really develop those gifts as well. You know, identify what your gifts are. Mm -hmm. And then spend time 
The gifts are gifts from God. Now, God gave them to you as good stewards of God's gifts. It's up to us to develop this. So I'm just going to hazard a guess. Taylor has the gift of preaching. I'm just going to throw that out there. Right. I am willing to bet Taylor does not goof off until Sunday morning, open his Bible up and say, I'm going to preach on this and climb in the pulpit and preach. (laughs) Right. But, and... That, that's a very good point. I had uh, a similar experience. Uh, someone told me that I wouldn't be a good Christian. And I told him, I go, that, that's not the reason why I go to church is to be labeled. I go because this just helps me along my path, uh, my, my spiritual path in life. I'm not really, I'm not doing this to get graded by somebody. And if they grade me, uh, yay, okay. And if they grade me, nay, I'm okay with that too. doesn't really matter. What matters though is this. Every time I've used a gift that I've had for the church, I feel I've been blessed. Now, it took me over 30 years of going to Sunday school before I ever became a Sunday school teacher. (laughs) But it's been a blessing. It's not something I necessarily wanted or thought that I'd be good at. It's just something that happened, and voila, here I am. And I absolutely feel blessed. However, the first time they asked me to be on the tech team, because I love doing events, and I love doing messing with the high tech, the audio, the video, all the all that software and stuff, I love it. The first time they asked me, yeah, I couldn't be up there fast enough. I enjoyed that. But I think that's the beautiful thing about God. Your gifts, some are revealed quickly and some take time. And I think that's the beautiful mystery of this life and being on a spiritual path. One advantage that I feel that we have as people that are Christians and are going deeper in our faith is the opportunity to find out and to recognize this. And so once you recognize it, then you can do something about it and accept that blessing and your life will be better. I believe that. We're coming down to the end to podcast number 83. And this has been wonderful. I, I wish I would have had the numbers, but of course I'm kind of lazy. And uh, I know we, we went over this, uh, uh, this lesson or this type of lesson a couple of times before. And I just didn't want to keep running over the same stuff about it. But I do feel that if you are gifted, the blessing is using it and God will bless you by using that talent. We're going to go around and uh, summarize this lesson and uh, we'll start out with, uh, with the judge. Thank you. I, uh, this is a tremendous lesson and we were actually going a little shorter than probably we, we would normally do, but we covered everything. Right. The fact is, folks, if you've ever read the scriptures from 1 Corinthians 12, uh, it's very, very clear that 
people have different gifts. Uh, in your life, where you work, you see it around you. No matter what you do, you will see others around you. As Bill said, that can do things better than you can in one area, and you can do things better than they can in another area. So the application is not just for the church. It's in your real life, the way you are. Uh, as, as Steve has said, he's a policy writer. He's also a gambler. But he's <laughs> he is a very good teacher, and Robert is a very good teacher as well. And, and I'm Bill stupid, and I'm good at learning. <laughs> you know, oh. my, my yeah. spiritual gift is being dumb. No, you know? no, you're an encourager, right. and actually, you take the reins, and you will take right. over if, in fact, we're stalling or thinking about what we want to present. So, right. yeah. appreciate that, yeah. and we all appreciate that too. And uh, and the gifts all of you have are completely different from mine, whatever gift that is. <laughs> so uh, I appreciate the time and the opportunity to go over this particular area of the, the scriptures. Great. Professor. Yeah, I, I want to just encourage everyone. I, I just typed in spiritual gifts test on my phone real quick. There are five quick options. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go actually look at all five of them next week, and I'll say uh, I'll throw out next week plus some others. And I'll say, hey, I looked right. at them all. Here's one we'll recommend as a, as a group. Yeah. Say, hey, I, I absolutely agree. I would tell everyone, endorse my man up. What your gifts are, and then learn where you can plug those gifts into your church mm-hmm. and how it fits in your church. And so, like Steve said, you're not stuck doing something because, well, there's nobody else to do it, so I'll do it. And you become very uncomfortable. Because that is how you burn people out into church, and that is also why they leave church. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yes, don't stay. I absolutely agree. Mm-hmm. It's true. So find your See, gifts is kind of my. The, and and to, to follow up with that, also you get a good sign, and I think the author points this out. Is if you start hearing the same thing from independent parties, if you're if you're at work and someone says to you, "Hey, hey, Mike, you're 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 very very good at discernment." Uh, and then someone in a completely different social circle says the same thing, that's a good sign that they're on target. But also, um, and our, uh, one of our members of our class, uh, John Apio, who is a chaplain, he was on this podcast once, uh, he led the lesson in our group last week, last Sunday. Uh, he said, God also places you in a situation where your gift may be important at that moment whether even it's you know in within a group or one-on-one and, and he, he referenced a couple of times he actually called out a couple of people and said your your spiritual gift helped me through this so the lord may be working with you uh to to express that gift or to work at that gift to uh to use it and you as a listener you i anyone in this room could be that gift or the vehicle of that gift um, for someone uh, who needs it at, at, at any point in time. And that's a very, very good, good point. Very good. Uh, not only use your gift, but recognize someone when they are using their gift. I, one of the first people that I met when I came to this church almost 30 years ago, I met him at the door. And you know what? He still works the door. 
and I still remember. And every time I come, I shake Wes's hand, <laughs> and it just cheers me up. It is a spiritual moment. Whether he thinks of it as his gift or not, I assume he does. It's a hospitality gift, but you know, it helps me with my spiritual walk. So, this has been Podcast Man Up, Spiritual Oasis for Men, number 83. Uh, thank you so much for being a part of this, and we invite each and every one of you to not only find us on SoundCloud, on iTunes, we're also on Facebook, Man-Up. You can post questions there. We're also on Twitter as well. We invite each and every one of you to join in a Bible-based church that's local. Why local? So you'll go and you'll share your spiritual gifts. And join an adult Bible fellowship commonly known as a Sunday school class. <clears throat> Find one for men only. And if there isn't one, start one. This is Man Up. You've been listening to Man Up. Dedicated to the uncommon man, created by equally uncommon men. If I were the man I was five years ago, I'd take a flamethrower to this place. You can contact us on Facebook under Man-Up. Post questions, and we'll answer them right here on the Man Up Podcast.